Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more Reddit stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's dive straight in to today's first story. Now, today's first story comes from Raina Cherry, and it's on the malicious compliance subreddit and says, supervisor asks student with cancer to turn on their camera during a virtual meeting, and you won't believe what happens next slash sarcasm <laughs> and it does come in an update as well clickbaity article titles aside it's a long one it happened two days ago and i'm still giddy enjoy all the names below are pseudonyms there are two important background things to know for the story one i was diagnosed with rare ovarian cancer at the beginning of this year i had surgery and some chemo and i'm mostly recovered now I still have to go for frequent testing and occasional monitoring. I'm a private person to the extent that I have dated people for years without telling my parents. So you best believe random coworkers and bosses are unaware of my medical history. Two, I attend a university that has an ambassador program. Basically, if you have a high enough GPA, you are able to interview for the program. And if you get in, they pay for your tuition during the time you're an ambassador. In exchange, you work five hours a week and work graduation slash other events. I am one of these ambassadors. This is my story. Law and order, sound effect. <laughs> my supervisor for the ambassador program, Mrs. M, has spent the majority of our time together belittling me. As I sit here about to type about her, I find myself already exasperated thinking about reliving some of the details. So I will be short and sweet for both your sake and mine. She follows every rule to the letter and leaves no room for collaboration or discussion. As an example, we use Microsoft Teams for communication and she has us clock in and out in a group of 20 people by saying, I'm here and I'm leaving. So every day, you have to scroll through dozens of messages to find anything of importance and listen to notification sounds every time someone so much as takes a lunch break. I suggested using the time clock function on Teams and even offered to set it up for us and was told that I was deliberately undermining her position. Another quick example is her vehemence when I told her I didn't have any social media to advertise the college. She was certain I was lying and went as far as to ask the other ambassadors to try and find me. They didn't. There's nothing to find. Crazy concept. I've challenged her at a couple of junctures. I ultimately realized I was fighting a losing battle and I'd be better off keeping my head down. Laughs in dramatic irony. Fast forward to four days ago, Friday, there's a mandatory virtual event in three days, Monday, where the dean of the college would talk to the ambassadors, as well as live stream the event to the college website and YouTube page. Mrs. M sent out a message that I will copy and paste here. Because of the formatting is so dramatic that it makes me chuckle. It says, students must have their cameras on and phones off. Repeat, phones off, cameras on. Like, come on, lady. Bold K. 
caps or italics, your email almost gave me a stroke. I follow up the same day. Mrs. M, unfortunately, I will be at a doctor's appointment at this time and will be unable to turn my camera on during the event. No response. I send another email to follow up. No response. The day of the event rolls around. I direct message her through Microsoft Teams 10 times before. I see that she's seen the message with a red receipt. Nothing. Okay, video chat starts and several students join the session with their cameras on. Then the dean, he gets halfway through introducing himself and Mrs. M interrupts him as he takes a brief pause and says, excuse me, could we please have all the students turn their cameras on? I say nothing but put a quick message I already typed in anticipation in the group chat. Mrs. M, I have a private situation that bars me from turning on my camera. I've contacted you individually. Not but a few seconds after I send it, I get called out by name and I respond audibly. Mrs. M, I cannot turn my camera on at this time. She responds, expectations were clear and you were told multiple times about this. Every other student here has managed to do it and I expect the same out of you. Now, one of the cool things about having cancer is you become very familiar with the hospital staff and if you are lucky, they're fun to talk to. During COVID, my nurses were my tethers to sanity because no one could visit me while I had inpatient infusions. So I told one of my nurses, Amy, about this situation beforehand. She joked that if I was told to turn my camera on, I should really play up my illness. In any other situation, I would have been entirely opposed, but sweet revenge was in sight. When I replay it in my head, I imagine the anime fist-clenching thing when the protagonist resolves to get revenge. I set my laptop back a bit further from myself on my legs so you could see the entirety of me in my hospital regalia. Teams will display the person currently talking as the largest image in chat. Everyone had their audio off except me, the Dean and Mrs. M. So when I turned my camera on, I was displayed as the EKG loudly thrummed away on max volume thanks to Amy. Silence. I said, I asked Mrs. M through email and, and Teams if I could opt out of having my camera on, but she insisted. I waited a beat to see if anyone would say anything and then continued with my special vocal blend of melodramatic gratitude and illness-laden shakiness. Virtual engagement is so important for this new era of learning. I can see why having the camera on is important, though I was hoping I might be granted an exception. The dean said, Mrs. R, you are more than welcome to turn your camera off. I'm sorry for the misunderstanding. I said, thank you so much for making a special exception for me. It's been a difficult week, but I feel grateful to be here. Then two people leave the call. One was Mrs. M and the other was Anthony, who was Mrs. M's boss. I didn't know he'd be there. I haven't heard from either of them yet, but I'm awaiting a follow-up with anticipation. I'm typing this from the hospital and feeling gratitude for a lot of things. It is the season after all. I am here. I am alive and above all. This stupid disease won't stop me from putting a bully in their goddamn place. First mini update with clarifications, which says, so do you guys want an update? No matter how hard I try, I just can't tell. A couple of clarifications. I don't at this time want to sue her. I want to be better. I am not in the thick of cancer right now. I'm definitely better than the beginning of this year, though I appreciate the warm wishes. I was going to ask the university to take down the video on the university website and YouTube, but when I went to check on it, it had already been removed. I already saved a copy of it per the advice of a colleague. 
Reading through these comments has been the highlight of my week. I've been reading them in the way you'd expect anthropologist because the myriad of reactions. Almost all of them have been loving and supportive. About 6% of them are just downright weird. Some of my favorites. 1. A colorful variety of people threatening to assault or kill me. Fucking hell, man. 2. People telling me how they're either A. Had cancer, B. Been to college, and it was nothing like that, and I am dead wrong. Tisk tisk to me. 3. The guy who asked me for nudes. I can't imagine what went through his head. Did he get to the second line and see the word ovarian and think, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know who sometimes has ovaries? Women. Good enough for me. <laughs> I also didn't expect so many people to compliment my writing. I think procrastinating finishing up a DND one-off campaign. And this really boosted my motivation. And that was the one thing that I was going to come in immediately and say, I, I absolutely love your writing style. It makes it such a joy to read. And being able to sort of tell your sense of humor through your writing, I think is absolutely wonderful especially with such a serious issue and what you are going through right now. And again, I'm incredibly sorry that you are going through this. And I'm also sorry that you was put in the spot where you, where you had to do this. I'm glad you did though. I'd love to be in that call to just see her face in that moment. And whatever happens in the future, I'm really wishing you the best. And we're going to cover that update in a second. But I think whatever happens in this update is going to be consequences of her own actions. XOXO says, would love an update on this. I'm sure she will be reprimanded as you have proof. You said you would be medically busy long before the meeting in which she chose to ignore. If I were you, I'd make a formal complaint as it is exposing your medical information to everyone in the meeting. Also, you rock. Keep on kicking butt. Piggett says, as a college professor who often works with students in programs like this, I am horrified. There are about a million reasons that it is unacceptable to force students to turn cameras on. Your example is a great one, but also students learning from home where they're embarrassed by their surroundings, might have abusive parents or loud younger siblings around, or any other reasons that constitutes the human decency on our end to just not require seeing faces. This is so widely known on my campus. I can't believe this numbnut was so horrible to you. I'm glad you feel some relief, but I'm sorry that you had to share something that you should not have had to, especially after handling this in such a professional manner. And I hope there are repercussions for her. Yeah, and that comment reminds me of when I speak to my teacher friend and, you know, through the COVID times and they was having to teach children at home. She said it was incredibly difficult, but also incredibly difficult for the children. And, and like that comment said, some students were embarrassed by their surroundings they were given laptops by the school and like that comment said again, it just needs some human decency to to know this what they're going through. Just a small amount of empathy towards their situation. That's all it requires. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bias. Bucket full of rats says, how bloody awesome are you? I honestly enjoyed every sentence of their story. One of the better revenge ones on here. I'm happy to hear you're mostly recovered. It must have been really difficult for mental health to be in the hospital for such extended periods of time. Let's hope Mrs. M doesn't trouble you or anyone else again. She seems like a right bother. The Reddit guy says, I know you don't want to sue, but you really should. I'm a lawyer, not trying to solicit or give legal advice. And I do a lot of pro bono works for folks with a variety of disabilities related to access issues. One of the challenges is these kind-hearted folks never want to sue, but then, like you, they say all they want is change. The problem is that, when you're dealing with someone who doesn't care, change must be facilitated or forced, generally speaking. In this case, maybe the boss can do the forcing, but Mrs. M is not going to be like, oh my god, my whole life has been so cruel to the OPs of the world. Today is the first day of the rest of my life. This ain't a Christmas carol, and even then, they had to scare Scrooge straight. My point is, I know you don't want to sue or otherwise escalate, but if you want to enact change, if you want things to be better for other people, you might need to get out of your comfort zone a little and push. Just my two cents given my experience with a mindset from other clients. Feel free to DM me if you want to discuss more. And happy healing. And one more from Al KC who says in quotes, I was told that I was deliberately undermining her position. There were large enough red flags in your post to summon an entire planet of bulls. But this has to be the largest one of them all. You had a good idea, made a fantastic suggestion, and respectfully deferred to her position. You did everything right. A good manager wouldn't see that as deliberately undermining her position at all. Finally, you rock. Here's hoping you kick cancer's ass. So then OP comes in with her update and says, Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. (laughs) In lieu of saying, wow, this blew up regarding my initial post, I'm going to instead refer you to my favorite Wikipedia page because I find it absurd and wonderful. Please forgive my delay in updating you all. Two reasons for that. One, in the States, we celebrated Thanksgiving the same week of this occurrence, causing the college's response to be delayed. Two, I was scared, y'all. Yours seem like my kind of people, but holy smokes, were there a lot of update us now messages. I was worried if I didn't update you saying her fields were burned, her home pillaged, and her family banished that you'd all tell me I was weak and spineless. Spoilers, I am. The short version, Mrs. M was fired. The long version, 11.23. I'm discharged from the hospital. I file a formal complaint to the college regarding the incident and I ask for the videos to be removed from any public platform. From what I can tell this time, this has already happened, but I wanted it to be clear that I did not consent to it being publicized any further. 11.24-11.29 The school is on break for Thanksgiving. No ambassador program and no messages from the school. Despite this, about 16 students were present for the meeting, saw everything transpire and I received team DMs from about half of them sending me warm wishes and asking if there is anything they can do to help. 12 the first, the first day back to the program since our fun little Dean meeting. I scroll through the previous messages in the chat and notice Mrs. M has an out of office status by her name, as opposed to away or online, etc. 
As soon as I clock in with a jovial virtual I'm here, I receive a message from Anthony, who you may recall is Mrs. M's boss, asking if I have a moment to speak. I do. I might add he pointedly offers twice to let me choose the medium which we communicate, whether that be via video chat, audio, or over messages. What follows is a video call with myself, him, and one unknown person whom I suspect was a lawyer. I was met with vague half-apologies and follow-up questions that can be best described as litmus tests to see just how fucked they were. I was also a bit vague out of a smidge of morbid curiosity, but then it occurs to me that this is neither Anthony's or the college's direct fault. So I ask if I can voice some concerns I have with the ambassador program. I have already created a list at this point of the issues I'd like to bring up. He and I proceed to have a very cordial conversation about small things, the way we clock in and out and bigger ones, the way university staff speaks to the students they employ with indignity and disrespect. I mention how I am older than the average ambassador, that I've had a couple of real adult jobs which have spoiled me in the sense that I feel listened to and valued on their teams and how the ambassador program has noticeably not done this. I also mention how for ambassadors unlike me who haven't had a job prior, this sets a poor example for how they should expect to be treated. He listens to me and actively takes notes. He asks if I can voice my concerns to some board members and I say absolutely. 12-7. I clock in and then notice a surprising lack of messages in the general chat. I see a message sent to the ambassadors and admission staff the previous day. Staff will now clock in using the time clock function, instructions provided in the attached video. I think to myself that I've never been more pleased at a message regarding clocking in in my life and the actual words, wait until Redditors hear about this, pops into my head, which makes me cringe at myself. <laughs> 12 and a knife. I clock in and hype myself up to speak with the board during this shift. It might be worth noting I'm not a great improviser but given the time to prepare, I can generally get my point across eloquently. I speak with them for an hour and 10 minutes, and to save you some time, I will just give you a few main points. There are many reasons a student may not be able to turn on a camera, such as their income, mental health, or comfort with their current environment, and demanding they do is directly discriminatory against those students. A program that expects students to actively advertise and bolster the college should foster an environment worthy of such praise. Regardless of anything that transpired, I was treated and spoken to like I was not only incapable, but malicious. It should not have taken my having literal cancer for this to be noticed and addressed on the team, as opposed to the widely known metaphorical cancer. The dean stays after to talk with me, asks how I'm feeling, how was my vacation, our finals, etc. Small talk, etc. I transition us to Mrs. M and ask how she is, as we haven't seen her for a little over a week now. He tells me she has been offered an alternative position and will no longer be working in the university. Many of you predicted this already, but I was surprised I didn't get much of an apology from anyone. Maybe they're worried that that would be seen as accepting blame and when they'd rather just amputate the infection and hope for the best. I wish I had more spiciness for you all, but as of now, that's all I have. The outpouring of support has been lovely. Thank you for the warm wishes and tales of sweet revenge you've all been flooding me with. May we all live to see the end of cancer and arseholic bosses. 
And I think Opie handled the situation perfectly. I mean, being vague in that because they were clearly, you know, putting the feelers out, trying to find out, you know, how much trouble they're in, like you suspected. And also, like you suspected, they probably weren't apologizing, like you say, because it would be admitting some sort of blame. But I still find that absolute bullshit because, yes, someone was to blame in this. Someone should be apologizing to you for what they put you through. However, I'm glad that, you know, you are making positive changes within that place by talking to people and sharing your experiences. I think that's a wonderful thing. But what do you guys make of this situation? How would you handle it if you was OP? Would you handle it just like them? I think it's absolutely amazing the way they dealt with it. But let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories, your love support and time always means the absolute world to me so thank you so so much and hopefully i will see you in the next one take care and much love wake up get up stretch my legs eat some breakfast milk and eggs brush my teeth up wash my face throw my clothes on start my day wake up i can smell the smoke from the bacon Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows Okay, I know that today will be a good day Okay, I know that today will be a good day A, B, C, one, two, three Drink some water, brush my teeth Get out of bed and I stretch Bed in my hair is a mess Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 